You're listening to Muscles of the Masses, the podcast. I'm your host, Julie Reed. This is episode 19, The Hamstrings, part one, Biceps Femoris. In the last episode, we talked about the gluteus maximus. Recall, the gluteus maximus is the king of the muscles of the body. It acts on the hip joint, the joint where the femur, your thigh bone, meets the acetabulum, the hip socket. The hip joint is a ball and socket joint. Take one hand and ball it into a fist. Take the other hand and cover it like a cap. That's your ball and socket joint. Now, keep your cap hand still and move your balled up hand around. It has a lot of movement, right? Now think about your hip joint. It has that kind of movement too and relies on the fossa, or a smooth cupped surface known as the acetabulum, and soft tissue to both move the joint and to stabilize it. So why are we here? We're here to talk about the hamstrings and more specifically today, the biceps femoris, the more lateral or outer part of the hamstrings group. That group consists of three separate muscles. All right, the nitty-gritty. This is a list of the origin, insertion, which is also known as the attachment sites, and the actions. When thinking about the proximal or closer to the trunk attachment site, we have to remember that there are two heads. The long head, which attaches to the ischial tuberosity, and the short head, which attaches laterally to the middle one-third of the linea aspera. The biceps femoris then travels south, to just below the knee crease, attaching to the head of the fibula. The fibula is the lateral bone of the two bones of the lower leg. Now, I have seen a few differences in the insertion. Some people say it attaches to the tibia, and some say that it doesn't. The actions of the biceps femoris are that both heads assist with flexion of the knee and external rotation of a flexed knee. The long head extends the hip and also acts as a pelvic stabilizer. All right, let's break it down. The biceps femoris is on the lateral side of the back of the upper thigh. Can you picture it? It's a superficial muscle and acts as one-third to one-half of the hamstrings group. I say one-third to one-half because biceps femoris has two bellies to it, and depending on who you talk to, they'll tell you different things about how many muscles there are, especially because some muscles have two bellies. Rather, because some muscles have two bellies. Let's step back for a second and talk about the word biceps. Biceps means a muscle that has two attachment sites on one end. That means that there are going to be two muscle bellies as a result. While we're talking about word meaning, let's talk about femoris. Femoris means relating to the femur or the thigh bone. Usually muscles are described from the origin, which is the more proximal or closer to the trunk or center of the body attachment site, towards the more distal away from the center of the body attachment site, called the insertion. But I don't want to do that today because I think it's easier to visualize the other way. Let's take the distal attachment site, the lateral head of the fibula. From there, you can trace the muscle up through its two bellies. One head attaches laterally to a ridge known as the linea aspera on the back of the femur. The phrase or the term linea aspera is Latin for rough line. This attachment goes pretty close, but not quite to the attachment of the gluteus maximus on the back of the femur. The other belly, the one labeled as the long head of the biceps femoris, goes all the way up to the ischial tuberosity. The ischial tuberosity is that bone that hurts if you sit on bleachers for too long. You know what I'm talking about. All right, points to palpate. I want you to sit on the edge of a chair. Then, on the back of your knee with your fingers, feel for your knee crease. Move your hand to the lateral edge, the outside edge of your knee crease, and down just a bit. You'll feel a bone. That's your fibula. Right around there is where your biceps femoris attaches. Now, walk your fingers back up past your knee crease, and you'll be able to grab the tendon of the biceps femoris. It feels kind of ropey, but if you hold it with your fingers and drag your heel closer to the chair, you'll feel it contract. 
All right, next I want you to stand up and find the ischial tuberosity, sometimes called your sitz bones. You can imagine where it is based on where your butt hurts when you're sitting on bleachers. Find it and hold it. Then with that same foot, try to kick your butt. You'll feel your hamstrings contract immediately. Move your hand around to feel biceps femoris, the higher and more lateral attachment compared to the other hamstrings that we'll talk about next week, the semimembranosus and the semitendinosus. All right, but what does biceps femoris really do? The hamstrings, and more specifically today, the biceps femoris, is a biarticular muscle. That means that it crosses and acts on two joints. When I say acting on a joint, I mean that where the muscle attaches is above and below two joints. I like to say two joints live under the biceps femoris, but if you look at images of the biceps femoris, that's not really true. The hip is kind of to the side of it. Therefore, when it contracts or resists contraction, it has the potential to move or not move two different joints. In this case, we're talking about the knee and the hip. Last episode, we talked about hip extension, that foot out of the water during a freestyle or flutter kick. Hamstrings help with that too, specifically the long head of the biceps femoris, and even more so when the hips are already flexed. All right, let's recall the hot times of aerobics in the 80s with bodysuits and white tube socks pushed down to their sneakers. Now, recall what they were doing. Likely, you'll be thinking about them on all fours, knees and hands on the ground, in a quadruped position. Maybe that was you too. Now, you're going to kick your bent knee back so you reach your heel to the sky. Can you picture it? Are you doing it? That's hip extension from a flexed hip position. Feel the burn in your hamstrings and your butt. All right, let's come back. The long head also helps to stabilize the pelvis, and that's because the long head can pull down on the ischial tuberosity and cause the pelvis to tilt posteriorly. If you think of your pelvis as a bowl of water, that would mean that the water would tip out of the bowl and down the back of your legs. You can also feel this and see this when you're slouching in a chair. You're kind of in like a C position with your body. Collectively, the hamstring group also brings the heel to the butt and closes the angle of the back of the knee. That's knee flexion. There's some rotational element of the biceps femoris too, assisting in lateral rotation of the leg when the knee is flexed. Think about if you were to bend your right knee as you're standing and reach your right ankle to the back of your left knee. It's kind of like a figure four. All right, that's a lot of biceps femoris for today. But one other thing, I'm a huge fan of office supplies. And upon learning this, my friend Rebecca shared with me a website called Jet Pens. This is not a sponsored ad. You can buy sample packs of pens, and if you're like me and you like to write in thin, five millimeter blue line, you can go there and get a sample pack. I found a few gems of pens. You've been listening to Muscles to the Masses, the podcast. To help support this podcast, head to musclestothemasses.com to buy the book and other muscle gear or support directly at anchor.fm slash musclestothemasses. Until next time, use your biarticular biceps femoris and muscle on.